go ahead and do it once for the mic. Oh. I don't know if I can do it on the spot, but you pressure. <laughs> it's not one real complicated. <sighs> you gotta get your script. You <laughs> want <laughs> take your notes. <laughs> Let me get a little realistic. <laughs> Out your ass. We pick a couple dingleberries first. <laughs> oh yeah, kind of sweet, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Welcome to the Nuts Show, starring the world's foremost fantasy football expert, certified life coach, personal hero to millions, possible father to dozens, and all-around winningest human breathing today. Sit back, relax, have a drink, and enjoy the orgasm-inducing tones of the one and only Nuts. Wow, I guess I'm gonna go Rachel home. Rachel <laughs> Hey, guys. I'm going home, how about you? Welcome to the Nuts Show. Yeah. Uh, it's your football fantasy. I'm Nuts. the... All around winningest human being alive, as you heard from that very attractive robot voice. Sounded like a little minute to win it action. Yeah, it did. It's a robot voice. I don't know any British women. I know British men, but that's less attractive. Okay, we'll tell you why in just a minute. Where we've changed the name of the show. It's just for the week. We'll get there. Uh, but first thing, we got a lot of news to cover. Lots to talk about this week in a very eventful week in the NFL. This week in football. Before we get to the news, I should say that Big Wiz and the Bullfrog are here on yeah. the Dewey's Nuts show. Welcome, guys. I missed you guys this week. How are you? Doing well. Miss you guys as well. It's not, it's not like summer anymore where we can actually see each oh, other. Like it's three rare times that we go week. a whole week without seeing uh, either. Well, you got to work now. It sucks. Yeah. Reality. It Fuck sucks. yeah, it does. It sucks. I don't get a summer break. But I'll have summer again. It you always coming. do. It, it, it will come back. Uh, all right, so it, as you heard a minute ago, very, very eventful. It's been a very eventful day in football. Lots of news coming out today. Let's start off with the big one. Carlos Lead, leading High, carrier. Traded from the Cleveland Browns to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This comes. Th- this this came like an hour after the news that said there's every expectation. Uh, that Fournette back is the, going to be back after the bye. Yeah, it makes, yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Not sure what's going on here, but Hyde's out of Cleveland, gone already. This week, he is not around any longer. So the first question that begs is, who's the running back to own on a team that we know loves to run the ball? Chubby. You're saying Nick Chubb? Hands down. Any any love for Duke Johnson? Oh, absolutely. Duke There's Chubb. love, Duke. just not for the same... Not not the same amount that opportunity that Chubby's going to get. I mean, he finally got more involved in the pass game this past week. I think he had seven targets, uh, five catches or so. Uh, and I think that's he's going to get some carries. But I think Chubb's going to get the first uh, first chance to do something. Just to cl- Chubb has been named the starter, but I just want to clarify this. You say he's got the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So if you just look at rushing attempts on the year so far, they've we've played six games. Duke Johnson has nineteen rushing he attempts. He has sixteen. And he has 
Chubb has <gasps> 16. They each get like two or three a fucking game. Yeah, and Hyde would, uh, Hyde's job was to basically carry them, right? Like that, that, that's his job. Touch. Duke Johnson's still going to get the same amount of opportunity through the through the air. That's not going to change. He'll probably get more now. He's going to get more opportunities in the backfield. But Nick Chubb is going to get the majority of those carries. I think it's uh, it's hard for me to expect Chubb, a rookie who's never had a workload in the NFL to immediately jump out and get 20-plus carries. I don't think... You're talking 20-plus. That's, that's, that's a little bit crazy. Well, that's Carlos Hyde numbers. Those are the He's probably going to get 15. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be terribly surprised if we're looking at even like a 12-9 to 9 split, at least for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Duke, Duke was already on the field 51% of the snaps. I don't see that going down. If anything, that could go up a little bit. For me, it's probably stays I, about the same. I, I like it's a Duke, 50-50 split. For fantasy purposes, I like Duke Johnson, mostly because you know, just about every league's a, a PPR, half PPR. Chubb has one target on the year. That's sure. not going to change. I mean, they're, they, they're one of the top rushing um, teams in the NFL right now. You talked about before most attempts. Uh, I think they have eight, eight in TDs, which is third overall. Duke Johnson had, I don't think he might have one of those. Yeah. Um, Hyde had five of those. That means that Chubb is going to get a good opportunity to get the he'll, red zone touches. He's definitely going to be the red zone guy. Uh, it, it's going to be, I, I'm, I'm real interested to watch what happens in that backfield. Now, presumably, the team has been game planning for a potentiality here. You have to think the front office was talking to the coaching staff about what was maybe going to go on this week, so hopefully they're ready for this change. Why? What, what is it up with Hyde that just... Nobody wants him. He can never make it a, a season before he just either falls off the map, fucking gets traded, well, gets hurt. I, I guess I don't know what Jacksonville got for him, but I do think that Jack. I mean, honestly, I also, ja- yeah, don't know. J- Jacksonville has fallen off the face of the earth in the last two weeks. Their yeah. their defense is garbage, and basically they're relying on Blake Bortles to win them games, which isn't happening. So so let's. Look so at they're the, trying to get back to running the ball. Let's look at the Jag side of this, right? Fournette is coming back in a couple of weeks after the bye, but now we got Hyde here. TJ Yeldon, I think, is back from injury this week as well. I mean, there's there's a lot of mouths to feed all of a sudden in this backfield. What is What are the implications for fantasy purposes? Is Carlos Hyde still worth owning? Do we think he's going to get work there when Fournette gets back? Or is he just a safety net in case Fournette gets hurt again, which will happen? Or is Fournette going to step right back into the prominent role that you know we all expected him to have 20-plus a game? Who's going to get the ball? Yeah, I think... They're going to split carries. I mean, if, if I am Doug Marone, I'm not. I'm trying to keep the most talented guy on my team, which is definitely Fournette, on the field. And, and like, I think, unfortunately, for a guy like me who likes Fournette, he, he can't carry the ball 25 times and expect to stay in the field. So your best option right here is to split, split carries with a guy like Carlos Hyde. So we think they're both greatly diminished yes. values. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think if you own a Jags running back here in a couple weeks, you're so, lost so, value big time. So let's put it this way. Uh, rest of season, where do you think they end up in the rankings, these two guys, Hyde and Fournette? I'd um, say you're borderline flexors. That's about it. One of them's going to get center 30-ish. One of them's going to get red zone touches. I trust him as an RB2. One of them's going to get red zone touches, so one's probably going to be in the mid-teens, and one's going to be in the in the 20s somewhere. Until at least maybe you can see what the plan is. Yeah. Tough, tough to know what to do. Uh, I am not a Carlos Hyde owner anywhere. I'm glad I'm not. I, 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 well, this I don't seems know like your type of move. You know, after the guy goes out, you try to go after him because he's going to be worth more. Well, like, I, I did like Devonta Freeman, Le'Veon Bell. I did immediately jump on all my waiver wires looking for both Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson, and anywhere I could find him, I signed him onto my teams. Both of these guys just to see what happened. Couldn't find him. I got Duke in one. Uh, and I put a waiver request in for that I'm not going to get for Chubb, mostly because 
you, Wiz, who has no running backs on this team, are one spot higher than I am on the priority list. So if you haven't done it yet, I'm sure you'll put a. Well, I think I'm going to. Don't worry. All right, let's move on to the next bit of news here. More running back news. Speaking of Devonta Freeman, you said his name a minute ago. Groin surgery, I think he had today or yesterday. He is on the IR, injured reserve, out for at least eight weeks. The team says there's a chance that he comes back, but what's that going to be? Week 15. That'll be your semi finals uh, for fantasy purposes. So basically his value's gone here unless you're going to be playing for the championship. Maybe you consider it. Yeah, I do have Devonta Freeman on one of my teams. I dropped him immediately because I don't expect in that league anyway to be playing for a championship if I'm if I'm harboring an injured player on my bench all year. There's unless you're right now five and one or six and oh you probably don't have room on your fucking roster for a guy who's injured. If you are five and one, if you are six and zero, oh, you're pretty confident you're gonna make the playoffs. Fine, it maybe a stash for that end of year. May- maybe. maybe, maybe because yes. even if he does come back, it's gonna take a little bit before he. There's ready. two running backs there now. And he's not been impressive run. at all. And he's not. No. no, he hasn't played much. Uh, Ito Smith is somebody I targeted after this news went down on that team where I had Devonta Freeman. Obviously, Tevin Coleman's already gone, but Ito's been getting a few touchdowns. He's not been very efficient with the ball, but it's at least worth a speculative ad, yeah? Yep. How about Marshawn Lynch? This was a surprise. Uh, Didn't see much going wrong with him in the game there. I think he did lose some time in the game, but it didn't look serious at all. All of a sudden, he's out for at least a month. Uh, Is it worth touching Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, either of these guys? On a bad team, very bad team. Probably Jalen Richard, I think. It's in a PPR. Thank you, Jalen Richard. In a, in a PPR, he's been he's been getting the targets, and you got to think he's going to get some carries as well. Now, I mean, he probably gets eight eight carries. He is far more talented than Dunk Martin. Eight carries and eight targets. Far more talented. That gives him Dunbarton. maybe twelve or thirteen touches a game. That's worthy in a That's flex. Just, flex just a scat back, right? That's good. Yeah. I mean, my only concern is they went up against a team. Last week that they should have scored a ton of points on and fucking threw up a goose egg. No, I agree with you there. It's going to be only against shitty teams. Yeah, they went up. They went up a pretty shitty defense last week and they they put up zero to any any points. No points. The Raiders are shopping Derek Carr too. I didn't see that. Trying to trade him away last week, Seattle. Gruden might need to take a step back from the. uh... He's just trying to tank the Raiders so that Oakland's not too pissed when they leave next year. I think. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I like Richard too. I might go look at getting him, but they're on a buy this week, so you certainly don't have to worry about it right now. It, I'll tell you this. If you're interested in picking up either Doug Morton, Martin or Jalen Richard, do it Sunday morning before the games start so that you don't have to waste a waiver priority or any fab on them. You can just pick them up for free. Uh, don't wait until after Sunday. Make that decision before then. Uh, let's go ahead and move on a little bit. If you, if you watched... Uh, the San Francisco game last week, this guy Raheem Mostert, third-year player that I've never heard of, came in, took over for Alfred Morris, and had himself a nice little day all over America. Waiver wires were a buzz and a flutter with Raheem Mostert. We bid, I think, 11 bucks on him in our dynasty just because we're desperate. Uh, just to be clear here, coaching staff has said, this was very temporary, Raheem Mostert is not passing Alfred Morris on the depth chart. One, do you believe it? Two, do you have any interest in getting Mostert anywhere that we we didn't try already? Uh, three, even if Alfred Morris is coming back, do you care? Temporarily, I, be- I believe Shanahan. Uh, Alfred Morris is still going to be listed higher price to get the carries, but I think in the long term, 
if you have a spot to on your roster, you can store someone like him. It is a great pickup. He looked good. He looked, he looked like the best running back by. He looked better than Brita. Ooh. Yes, he did look. Yeah, he, looked he looked powerful. He looked strong. He looked better than Brita up the middle for sure. Oh, I mean, yeah. he looked like yeah. a legit. I'll give back. you that. I don't know. It's, it's. I couldn't tell if it was that the Niners line was blocking that well, or if Green Bay's D just was that shitty because there was literally big holes like every. But time he was dashing. I mean, he was he was running. But he was people. still running hard and fast. I'll give you that. Bouncing off guys. If you're in the league three years and you haven't had a carry, when you finally get your chance, right? He's trying to make the most of it, and that's all you can do as a player in the league. So, yeah, stash him. If you can, stash him. So, here's a guy we haven't heard from since 2009. Oh, but he was great in 2009. <laughs> Eric Anderson is Jeez. named the starter for the Buffalo Bills this week over Nathan Peterman. Uh, I believe Josh Allen is expected to miss maybe even the next two weeks at least, maybe even a little more, so maybe Derek Anderson gets a little time. I was excited about Peterman coming in. I wanted that Colts defense because that's a lot of free points. Derek Anderson has to be better than Peterman, right? But but I'm not a, much. I'm a little nervous for your uh, our survivor picks. We'll, we'll, with that we'll get we'll that get guy. there later. Derek Anderson. I'm not that nervous. I mean, he hasn't played in what in four years. Not to mention the whole team's trash except right. for Shady. That's, right. That's the one thing well, is like if he had good receivers, I might think differently about him. But their defense is getting a little bit better. Uh, the, the, the Bills' defense good. is getting yeah, better. Defense is McCoy's good. getting some little bit more carries. But yeah, Derek Anderson hasn't played in fucking four years. I mean, Peterman, if Peterman can't beat up this guy, he might as well cut the fucking guy. Might as well cut him. I, 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 by the way, maybe I, next week we're calling Derek Anderson a streaming option. I, I don't know. Maybe he is a gunslinger, out. baby. He's like a Fitzpatrick. In my league, I only have two quarterbacks. One of them is Eli Manning. I was trying to go get Derek Anderson, but it's going to repeat. Ooh. He's a gunslinger. He's just uh, like a Fitzpatrick. I mean, He's like you said, it, it, maybe there's a chance he'll be streaming. I don't maybe. know. He had big games in his career. Big games. Speaking of the Bills... Wide receivers, because somebody said that, I'm sure. And some of the worst fantasy calls made on this show ever. Corey <laughs> Coleman is back in the NFL, signed with the New York Giants. Are we rushing to get him on Are our dynasty cut, no team? No. Absolutely cut Odell. No. Corey Coleman's a new number one. Corey Coleman, no, don't care. All right. Uh, look, Josh Gordon, New England Belichick comes out says, hey, yes, his role is intentionally expanding each week, and there is some truth to that. He went 22, 26, and then 81% of the snap shares. 81% last week. He had two, four, and then nine targets. So every every statistical uh, bit we've got here says that, yes, Gordon's role is expanding. On a team that has scored 119 points in the last three games. I hated Josh Gordon coming into the league on the Browns, but I'm starting to come around if he can really get a consistent role on this Patriots team as that deep guy that Brandon Cooks role from last year, I might I might well, want he's him. got a very good a very good role to play. He doesn't he doesn't he's not running the, the underneath. Mm-mm. He doesn't have to run over the middle for with Gronk does. His job is like you said. Is to, and by the way, he gets all sorts of red zone targets, all of them, because he's a huge man. I like him. I, I all I heard were good things. Same thing that you just that you stated was just that that he's picking up this offense faster than they ever expected. Yeah, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Gordon. I still think he's he's not a consistent type guy, though. I don't think he's going to be. That. I am really impressed you're not jerking off to him right now. I don't know. The eyeball test on him these last couple games, he seems different. I don't know what it is about him, but he doesn't seem he's not getting the separation like I was used to when he was in Cleveland. I he's got such a better quarterback. I don't know if he needs to see him on separation. Yeah, but is Brady that good at the deep ball anymore? Yeah, you think so. 
on you. I don't know if he's that good, but he, right now he's, he gets red. He's getting what, but three red zone targets a week right but now. We've seen Gordon go up and get it, so he's here's, capable of doing that, whether there's people on him or not. But here's my thought on Josh Gordon right now: might be a trade target before he becomes somebody that everybody realizes might be valuable. See if you can go get him on the relative cheap. Yeah, I think he. I think he can. I think he can plug into your wide receiver two two hole more often than not moving forward. Yeah, I mean, again, I just feel like he's one of those guys. If you have a Thielen as your one, Gordon's a perfect two because mm-hmm. you're going to get you're points get, out of yep. Thielen every week. He's going to be solid, and then every other week or something, Gordon's going to go ape shit, or every third week he's going to get you a big game. That's kind of my take on it. Sure. All right, let's move move down to uh, Arizona. So if you watched the game on Thursday night, <laughs> once again, it was fucking ugly. Offensive play calling might be the worst in the league right now. And as such, Mike McCoy has been fired. Two times in two years. As the Cardinals, he's going to get another job, don't worry. As the Cardinals offensive coordinator, you know who takes over? Byron Leftwich. Big Leftwich. Byron fucking Leftwich, the quarterback coach, is taking over here. It can't be any worse, but I can't imagine Byron Leftwich is a good <laughs> offensive play caller. I don't know. Um, look, on top of that... Josh Rosen is currently in a walking boot. Hurt his ankle. Well, he was sacked, what, eight times? Yeah. Good so, God. I, uh, you can't expect that this is going to end up being a bad move, fantasy-wise, for your Arizona Cardinals offensive players. But we'll we'll see. Is there any hope? Like, no, there's yeah, no hope here. I think, yeah, I think we're beyond that point. If you're Arizona. a David Johnson owner, is this another thing that you can latch your hope onto and say, just maybe? I think you better hope that Shipley and the offensive line returns next year. That would be great. Another it, it, another input from last night's game, Thursday night's game, Royce Freeman, who that was all about this week. I wanted to, if, if it wasn't Thursday, he would have been my one of my flex trafficking guys. I thought he had a great opportunity against a fucking awful run defense there in Arizona. Didn't do much. Scored a touchdown and... Thank God he scored a touchdown. Thank God he scored a touchdown. I think he ended up with eight points, so nothing. 20 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, 37 or something. And a high ankle sprain. Going to miss time. Historically, high ankle sprains are the bad one. You're looking at probably four weeks, especially on a running back. We'll see what the timeline ends up being, how quickly this kid can heal. But that's not good. I, I'm getting pretty close to dropping Royce Freeman from my season-long dynasty. Yeah, can you, maybe he'll go on the IR. Not for, not for, not for full <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I mean, let's be honest. Lindsay looks a hell of a lot better than Freeman does right God, now. God, if you've got Lindsay right now, you're kissing the gosh damn. Can, can, can Lindsay stay healthy? Can he, you know, can you know, he, can he touch it 20 times and stay healthy and on the field? I guess yeah, he hasn't been out. getting that many carries each game. So now if he's got to take on that big, I mean, does this, what does this, does this say Devontae Booker comes and, in, who's been getting more and more work? Does he come in and start taking over yeah, some of those Yeah, but he sucks. So I just stay yeah, away but I think him. he plays a better, a, a different runner than, than Lindsay, which yeah. isn't a bad thing. Probably more patient. If nothing else, he's going to help Lindsay stay healthy. Correct. Yeah. So he's, he's going to get touches gonna get sure. work. I don't know if he's, he's not fantasy worthy. Definitely not no. a fantasy guy. Royce is barely fantasy worthy. And he's I don't think he is anymore either. I've been holding out hope, but I'm I'm ready to drop him with this injury news. All right, here's a couple of guys that uh, were iffy over the course of the week that are going to be in for you this weekend. Evan Ingram is back, ready to play. I'm starting him. I feel confident that the, this team who's sputtering on offense is going to try desperately to get this weapon going. Robbie Anderson going to be back in the game. Calvin Ridley looks like he's playing. T.Y. Hilton, thank God, is back again. Watch Luck have the game of his life. T.J. Yeldon, 
is back without Carlos Hyde playing yet. Maybe Yeldon for one more week and one more week only is worth rolling out. A couple guys that are out of uniform this week. Ryan Tannehill this week and probably the next few. Cooper Cup not going to be playing. Also probably the next few. Josh Allen's out maybe three plus weeks. I don't know. It looks like at least two weeks. Could be more. That's that Derek Anderson love. Dalvin Cook is out once again. Theo Riddick, who I thought had a really nice opportunity this week, really wanted to put him in as one of my flex guys. He's going to be out this week. If you guys are still questionable that you need to watch your news on on Sunday, that's uh, Isaiah Crowell. Jack Doyle still questionable, might suit up after being gone for a long time. And Allen Robinson, who didn't practice on Thursday, but at this point it looks like he's likely to step in and play against a really bad defense and a nice opportunity for him. Uh, that's, that's, that's your news. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. Two weeks ago, there was a national news going around about the pop brownies sure. for, the, for the for the homecoming votes. You know, well, this last week there was a student that was passed around cookies with the uh, cremated ashes of his grandparents what baked the inside fuck? the cookies. Yeah, delicious, huh? Ooh. Are you fucking serious? Oh yeah, just to friends, enemies? Like uh, what is this? I don't know the exact the details, but they were going around the school. The ashes in the, of the grandma were baked into the cookies. <laughs> wow, people ate them. Yeah. How'd it come out? And the police is trying to figure out how they can prosecute. They don't know how to, what it, what actually they can charge them with. It wasn't cannibalism? Really forced, forced cannibalism? I don't know. Yeah. Well. The fuck? It feels like it's a crime. I don't know. Unknown cannibalism? Where was this? What? Oh, by the it's way, over. I, I had you over for dinner I mean, the other day. Happen? You also ate this person. Where did, yeah. Where did it happen? Oh, you want me to look it up real fast? Like, I came to school, I gave you a cookie today. Tomorrow I gave you a note, or a picture, of my grandpa. <laughs> my grandpa's inside you now. How does, it, how does it feel? Here we go. Sacramento, maybe? That's oh, nice. California. CBS Sacramento. It is a different oh, a video. breed out that. there. God, that's a, that's a good dumb shit. Thanks for stepping up to the plate there, Will. <laughs> no problem. Big Wiz on his stat of the week. All right, we're going to do a little bit differently this time, right? We're going to play Who Am I? Oh. All right. Who am I? Like you're going to give us I am one, a champion. You I think I'm going to give you two, and then I'll, I'll give you the last one here uh, right. separately. All right, I, I miss Captain Jack. Between weeks three and six, I was the number two overall quarterback. Who am I? All right, let me give you the last one here. All right, this is the important one. I led the league currently. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck leads a league in passing attempts at 288. The next closest is Joe Flacco, folks. Yes. At 264. Nearly a whole fucking game. He gets all sorts of opportunity. Had to be Andrew Luck. Next, he throws the ball a lot. Next one. Here we go. I'd like to play in the schoolyard. Okay. What? I'm okay. second receiving yards at 707. I'm tied for fourth in Julio. 69 targets. There you go. Me and Julio down the schoolyard. No touchdowns. That no to touchdowns. Right. Ready. It's not going to score one. Yeah. It's an NFL record to start a season without yeah, a touchdown. Yeah. All right, next one. Longest, uh, he has seven rushes that are over 20 yards. He has the, his longest rush of the season, 68 yards, and he currently leads, currently leads running backs in 40 receptions. Melvin Gordon. No. He has 40, he, re- he has four rushing TDs, and he's currently the Ty number Gurley. three overall running back. Oh, number three. Isaiah Crowell? Come on, fuckers. Alvin Kamar. Leads a league in receptions. What fucking quarterback has just been dumping the ball off the right? 
Oh, Barkley? Barkley. Barkley. Barkley, right? He's getting all sorts of opportunities on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Well, don't say both sides of the ball. Yes. All right. <laughs> Last but not least, we're going defense, well, right? Is Eli throwing picks? So he's getting some opportunities. Yeah. I'm making some tackles. <laughs> I mean, he's getting receptions and running oh. the ball, folks. Oh, is that what both sides of the ball means? This is a group that's renowned known for Hall of Fame defensive players. Tie for seventh in sacks. Number three in plus-minus turnover ratio at positive six. We're picking a team. And... This team has given up zero, I repeat, zero rushing TDs. Baltimore Ravens. Minnesota? Chicago Bears? Chicago Bears. When your team faces the fucking Bears, do not play that running back. Unless this week, unless James White might be a good player. Frank Gore, who... They've only allowed... <laughs> dashes the fuck out of you. Yard I think they've only allowed 18 receptions out of the backfield, though. In six This six, might be six, a different week, though. It's a different right. team. The Bears are this year. I mean, the Patriots make a point to pass it to the running yeah, backs. Yeah, James White, there he lives. I think we'll talk about that a little later on today. Um, yeah, good. I like I like that game. That was a fun game. Stat of nice the week. Nice job, Liz. Keep it real for you. Keep it fresh. I had a good stat of the week. I wanted to do. If you didn't have one, I'll save it. For save it. Yep. Come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. From everybody's favorite three in the pink to an distinct player, Brad Drury comes this question. It's a trade question. He's in a PPR Dynasty League, and he was offered a trade today. He wants to know our thoughts. The offer was Matt Breida and an early first-round pick in next year's rookie draft for Le'Veon Bell. So before we get to the second part of this question, anybody want that? No. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Care to expound a little bit? Yeah, Le'Veon Bell still has too much upside for, for this pick, or this offer here. I don't like Matt Breida long-term. Um, and maybe you could get lucky. And again, I don't know where Brad Jury's at or where he's going to be drafting next year in his dynasty, but the fact of the matter is Le'Veon Bell, even at two years, two and a half years of upside, there's still too much value there. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think Breida's perfect role is, the, is a one-two punch like Kamara and Ingram. And uh, unfortunately, that's not even the situation they have in San Fran with McKinnon because him and Breed are too similar, actually. Here's uh, some things that I, I think Brad needs to consider, right? First of all, <clears throat> if you're looking at an early first-round pick next year, there's a it's a nice little draft class coming in. Uh, you've got some running backs like David Montgomery out of Ohio, Iowa State there, Justice Hill, Bryce Love, handful of guys that might go pretty early in drafts. I'm not, I don't think you're the next Saquon Barkley, though. So that's my next point. There's also a, a handful of good receivers, but really, are any of them going to be good enough to replace the potential no. of Le'Veon Bell? They're all going to be good. Well, a lot of these guys are likely to be good. Situational dependent, we know. So yeah, maybe one of these really good top running backs ends up in a really good spot, and you're looking looking nice. None of them, none, none of them are situation proof. Then the next question you have to ask yourself is, what is Le'Veon Bell's actual potential value? On a new team next year. We know he's not going to be a Steeler next year. He's going to be 27 years old starting the season next year. So he's getting close to what is typically the apex of a running back's career at 28 before he starts dipping. Right now, here are the odds-on favorites for where Lev Bell will land next year according to Vegas. The 49ers are the number one option at a plus 400. Then you got the Packers, Browns, Colts, and Jets are all at plus 900. Raiders are in there, Seahawks are in there, and at plus 2,000 are the Patriots. So to me, 
About half of that list means Le'Veon Bell is going to be a stud next year, and half of that list, the Colts, the Jets, the Raiders, means I don't feel great about Le'Veon Bell next year, and, and all of a sudden I might consider trading him. We have no idea where he's going to go this year, so part of this depends on what you think, where you think he's going to go, and is Lev Bell Lev Bell because he is Lev Bell, or is he Lev Bell in large part because of the offense and the offensive line he's been with? Well, again, I think there's two sides, though. It is If Brad Drury's winning this league, I'm not giving up Le'Veon Bell. If, if he's losing... And you need to rebuild. Yeah, and you're looking to rebuild, then it's a different equation. Yeah, I, I would still be hesitant at that point to make the Breida. And a big part of the reason I wouldn't want to make this trade is what, is what you said, Wiz. Breida is not a long-term guy. Remember, he's only got the starting role because the number one on the team went out. And Master looks fucking awesome. And look, the number one option, according to Vegas, as to where Left Bell's going to land next year, the 49ers. That's Matt Breida's team. You think Matt Breed has got any kind of role in that team if Le'Veon Bell's there? Absolutely not. You know, honestly, looking at this list, I think there's only one team that I'd be afraid to have Bell going to that could really, really hurt his stats. You think it's the Jets? No. I think even worse than that is the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders are fucking bad. I think the Jets have a potential to be okay, like carry, him, carry him enough. The Colts. Think about the quarterbacks of these teams, you know. You got Jimmy G. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Baker. You got Andrew Luck. You got Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. Can't go wrong with those guys. If they end, if if your running back ends up on one of those teams, they're going to score points. Yeah, He's going to have opportunities uh, to score. Unless you're running behind Andrew Luck, who has literally never had a top twenty running back in his career. <laughs> well, it's like a Christmas gift for him. Might happen. So here's the second part of this. I think we're all kind of in agreement at this point. Keep Lev Bell if that's a trade, right? Bullfrog. Yep. Okay. So the second part is this, the guy that offered the trade to Brad reached out and said, hey, if you want, you can replace Brita with any of these other running backs on my team. The options are Tariq Cohen, Chris Carson, Royce Freeman, Nick Chubb, James White, or Corey Clement. So my question to you is, which of those guys make the trade worth doing? Uh, the two that are most intriguing to me are Nick Chubb. Well, we just talked about the trade. When it's in hideaway, puts Chubb in a great option here to start Having serious fantasy impact now. Um, the other one to consider for the long term is Corey Clement. Um, I probably wouldn't make the trade, but I think Corey Clement, who's probably going to take over more significant carries with JGI hurt now and probably for the foreseeable future. I think. I mean, the one that has the the greatest intrigue for me is Nick Chubb. Nick, because of the potential, and he's a rookie. And he's, he's on yes. his team, and he might get. The, the team's rebuilding. They've got a good defense. So Mayfield's you're saying if, if it was Chubb in an early first, you'd take the trade? Depending on where Drury's at. Let's say he's middle of the road. I would highly consider that, yes. Okay. What yeah, about because Chubb's a guy that could help you win this year and the foreseeable future. future. He's, one of the, the he's probably the only guy on that list that I think could help you the rest of this season. You don't think and James White could help you the rest of no, this season? No, he could, but not, I don't think White has that much value over the next few a seasons. Chubb has a much higher ceiling exactly. than White. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I agree with all that. Um, I, look, I wouldn't make that trade for Chubb right now. I'd want to see what happens yeah, next week. Yeah, but with then, Chubb then again, the guy, guy, if he goes off, yeah, I'm not like, sure yeah, he's going to give any Chubb. Chubb. Here's my here's here's the only concern I would have with making the trade for Chubb. I, let's say he comes out next week, he gets a lot of touches. We see him get 18 touches, but he doesn't he doesn't go for more than 80 yards, no touchdowns. I'd make that trade right immediately because the volume is there. The only concern I have is that I think the Carlos Hyde trade. 
is making room for Le'Veon Bell next year on Cleveland under Todd Haley as the offensive coordinator there. I think that's what they're doing. So, again, you're fucking yourself over if you give away Bell, who ends up on the Browns. It's a it's a possible potentiality, right? I do think it's funny you say that because right now the Browns, I mean, they have no money in their quarterback. None. And they won't next year. All of their good defensive players are young. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of dollars, they have the probably the most to, available to well, buy. Why? Isn't a second pick overall have worth some money, isn't it? Yeah, they pay. They're I mean, all they're, on rookie contracts, though. Right, versus, but isn't, it, isn't that pretty high now for those first couple picks? Not no, compared not, to fucking Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers. What was it? Seven Luck. years ago, they restructured yes. that, so they don't have to pay those guys out of the ass. They're still reasonably cheap. Yes. All right, so look, <clears throat> Brad, none of us would make that trade for Breida right now. Some of us would consider it for Chubb. That kind of depends on where you're at. I like what Wiz said. If you're winning the league and you have the potential to win this year, keep Bell because he's the guy that's going to take you to the promised land. If not, you need to rebuild. Always better to take options that could blow up in replacement for some for one guy. Okay, so there you go. One more trade question that we got. I don't know who this comes from. Who does this come from, Bullfrog? From a uh, a friend, a relative. Let's just call it a friend and a relative. Stevie boy. Stevie boy says he's got Keenan Allen. Yep. Somebody offered him Julian Edelman and Ito Smith to take Keenan off his hands. Do you make this trade and why? No, you don't make this trade. Keenan Allen still has way too of a ceiling. Edelman, there's so much competition between Gronk, James White, and now Josh Gordon. And Ito is intriguing, but he still has to fucking jump over Tevin Coleman. God, I would say if Allen somehow is your number two, maybe do the trade. But he's if he's your number one and Edelman's replacing your there number one. There is no way Keenan Allen is the number two. Not the way he was being drafted. Could have got him in the second round. He could have went wide receiver, wide receiver. Well, I guess he could have. It's possible. I'll give you he that. could have went to third. He could have went early third. If he was possibly. around the turn. That that would kind of be my take on it. Uh, I think Allen continues to disappoint. I think he has a couple bigger games the rest of the season. But I think with the other weapons that have kind of come into play there in San Diego in the passing game, I just don't think Allen's as valuable as he was in the second half of the season last year. This is a – first off, he was – far and away the best receiver in the league at the second half last year. So yeah, he's probably not going to repeat that. But I do think he's I do think he's due for a big stretch of games. It, but I want to say this is a perfect trade offer from the other guy's point of view. Sure. Ito Smith right now, who's not been very riding good, high. But he right now he's riding high because all of a sudden he may have a huge role in an offense that scores a shitload of points. You trade him now before he shows you that his 11 for 22 last week was who he really is. And then you got Julian Edelman, who, okay, Edelman's back. You know, he's done a little bit of here and a little bit there, but it doesn't really look like Edelman's going to take the Edelman role from last year where he gets so goddamn many targets. But if you're trading receiver for receiver there, Edelman versus Keenan Allen, you take Allen hands on every time. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just saying, this is the, these are the perfect two guys yeah. to offer in trade for somebody like a Keenan Allen who's been down... As a Keenan Allen owner, you cannot do this, but I, I I really appreciate the guy who made that trade offer. He's really doing his homework. Do you guys find Edo Smith to be intriguing at all? I picked him up, like I said earlier, because I had Devontae Freeman, and I need – you can never have too many running back options, and I have always have too few. So I picked him up just in case. 
I dropped Edo Smith's name way back in one of our off-season shows because he was playing well in the preseason and he was getting some hype from the coaches. Kid sucking his own dick. But, over but here. yeah, but I mean, do you, do yeah. you like? I mean, so I'm I'm intrigued by Edo Smith. Yeah, I am not. The only thing I like Tevin about Coleman's him. showed to be not good so far this season. The only thing I like about Edo is that they're giving him opportunities to score touchdowns. He's going to step. He's doing taking, that. He's, he's going to step into the Freeman role now. Coleman's going to stay Coleman. Uh, I don't think he's going to step in and be Freeman. Freeman. We'll find out. We will. Because I just don't think they're going to keep Coleman as a usage monster. What do you want to bet that Edo Smith doesn't oh, put out Jesus. these points for the rest of the year? You want to bet that Edo has more touches than Coleman Monday night? For the rest of the year? Monday oh, fantasy night. points the rest on the year. year. More touches. I want to go rest of the year. Fantasy points on the year. Barring injury? Yes, barring injury. Always barring injury. Put it down. It's a bet. Yay! I haven't even had a shot yet. Speaking of bets, guys, I've got two drops for you real quick. First one, and you'll see why. Dwee's nuts is the man. And second one. Okay, it's time to dive into our accountability portion of the show. There are lots and lots of shots. This is a, I think this sets the record for most shots to be taken in a single week here. First off, accountability. Let's look at this. You know, we take all the calls we made last year from can't get it, or last week from can't get it up, uh, from flex traffic and from stream, and we decide, you know, were you right, were you wrong? What is the percentage that you're looking at? So this week, Dwee's nuts, 60% accuracy. That was, uh, the only one over 50. Thank you. Jerk me off. Good. You're going to need two. <laughs> you haven't done that in a while. <laughs> uh, the only one over 50. Uh, I won by a lot on this one, 60%. And I will say this. I picked DeAndre Hopkins as a can't-get-it-up guy. He had season lows in targets, catches, and yards, but he still managed to be in, in the top 24. I think he was 21 or something. So I think I should get a half That a was point an easy pick, that. though. Anybody could pick against your Davis yes. White. Anybody maybe. can pick the best fucking receiver in football right now against him. He, was, go, he was on my list. I just we'll go into some detail. Bad. I mean, I, I, I think some of the picks weren't that bad. You, you did have some good at the end of the day. You, you looked better than us. No, but I don't you think definitely had better picks than us. You Bullfrog. said Howard is sucking. You said Cohen was going to be good. That's you were right. hitting everything. Howard was not a bad flexing option if he would have gone into the end zone. He didn't go into the end zone. Ifs and buts were that would have changed and the also whole game. Nagy changed the Nagy did not do such a good job coaching in that game. Hey, uh, Bullfrog. Yes, sir. You came in second there with 39% accuracy. Thanks, buddy. To be fair, I think you picked uh, Aaron Rodgers. No. Chester, Chester Rodgers, because there's a D in there. You picked Chester Rodgers as a flex. That means he needed to be in the top 24. He ended 25th. On the week. So half a point there, sure. Bullfrog comes, uh, Big Wiz, sorry, comes in last 33% accuracy. Also picked Chester Rogers, maybe could have got a point there. It wouldn't matter. Neither of you were close. So, uh, Big Wiz, start us off. Take a shot. What are you drinking? Start us off with some fancy pucker. Ooh, watermelon pucker. That's how you got a lot of shots to take. Yes, you do. <laughs> Next shot here is three in the pink, two in the stink. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Kind of sweet. Kind of shitty. How's that, how's that pucker? Really sour. Yeah, yes, baby. it is. All three of us ended in the negative this week. For the second time on the season, fully half, six out of 12 of the participants ended in the negative this week. We'll get there, but first, let us commend G. Libertino. This is the first week since week one that Brad Drury did not finish as the number one 
in this group. Gio Libertino, 141 positive points in week six means he's a big winner for the week. Uh, if we look at his roster, look, he got a couple of points from Juju. Manny Sanders scores him 23. But the big boy was Peyton Barber with the uh, positive 68 on there. Mike Evans fucked up again. Rashad Penny <laughs> fucked up again. Lots of positive points there for Julia Libertino. He's closing the gap a little bit on Brad. Remember, Libertino here has been in uh, second place all year long. Katie Babb steps up big with a positive 95. Nice job, Katie. Rough start to the season with two negatives, but the last four in a row, you have been positive, and you're climbing your way up fourth overall right now, just one point behind the commissioner. And Brad did end with a positive 50, so even his, even his off week was a whole lot stronger than most of us. If we flip to the other side here, Bullfrog is now three points, three points from being the worst <laughs> in the group at a total of negative 112 this week. Negative 50? My guys aren't playing. Fuck <laughs> off. Suck a dick. Wait, let's look and see what's going Yes, we know. Your guys aren't. Dalvin Cook's not playing, still negative 50. Jameson Crowder's not playing. Jameson Crowder didn't play negative Jameson Crowder three. makes me laugh. Yeah, that was a Aguilar terrible. got you positives. Evans got you positives. I think I even referred to positives. him as a poor man, Antonio Brown. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, well, he has. A, I, yeah, he's been a little injured. I still like Crowder. But I didn't pick him for my three in the paint. Uh, all right. Behind, uh, behind you there. Can I take my shot for that? Take your Thank shot. Thank you. The reason you're not in last place is at Floor Killer. Nice. Not hard, but definitely got some. Sits at a negative 33, <laughs> keeping him just behind you in the total ranks. Big Wiz back to the negative. Negative 27 for you. Negative 22 for me. A couple others in the negative there. That's Charles DeMar once again. At Goal Line Gurus for the first time in the season ends at a negative 4. Sorry, buddy. Gary Haddow, it's been a while, but you're back in the positive with a plus. Three. We will post these on Twitter. Take a look. Uh, I think somebody else got to make a replacement this week. As somebody had Devonta Freeman. That is the commissioner. He has chosen to replace Devonta Freeman with Adam Thielen as his balls deep player. So next week we'll see now, how that Are you plays using the for. initial rankings to start? That's how you can repick? I, you I should, but well, I, I took screenshots get... of the ADPs before the season began, so I'm simply sending those screenshots. Because oh. I heard that uh, Freeman got placed on the IR as well, so I'll be taking Nixon. Yeah. Who got placed on the IR? Royce Freeman. He did definitely oh, not. That's why he said that. <laughs> He's going to fucking kick your ass for a couple weeks. <laughs> yes, he will. Good. Uh, yeah, so watch where I think maybe next year, game. maybe next year we should do it as a weekly. Every week. Oh, no, it's no, no, no. Too much? Too much. It's too much. Right, but, you know, find your balls the again. The whole purpose of this game Go find is your balls again. Who's good at figuring out where the value is no, for it has draft to do day. with that bullshit. It's all about draft day value. That's why we like the game. Let's move on to our bets. We made lo- I made lots and lots of bets last week. I was in every single one of these bets. And let's see how they went. First off, I took the Steelers as my two compatriots here. Both took the Bengals. As the Steelers have won every game in Cincinnati for the last, how many, six years? Ten now. And you picked them anyway. Six to ten. The Steelers win. Ten wins in a row for the Steelers in Cincinnati. Both use. Take a shot. That was a close one. I sweated it for a minute. Shots! Should have been. Blown coverage. Steve, Bullfrog. Ooh, that's a blue shot. All sorts of colors of the rainbow. Oh, this is going to get shitty. 
You're literally drinking blue curacao. Quit bitching, Wiz. Also, you're not allowed to say shit about our drink choices for a while. Okay, Next bet. <laughs> this was a bet. as good as that watermelon one that we did last week? No, much worse. Watermelon. You this really was, have the watermelon. This next one was a bet again. Dewey's Nuts versus both of my boys here. I said Andrew Luck is going to end as a top 10 quarterback. He finished, I think, eight. So that Are you really just going to do back-to-back-to-back? Back? Well, what am I supposed to do? I'm right well, on the list every fucking one here. here. Fuck that. Uh, yeah, I took Andrew Luck top ten. He finished top ten. So, boys? <sighs> was, was there still some blue left in his shot? That's why that mixed. Cabin fever. That is maple whiskey. You were really mixing your boozes tonight. Get it. There we go, I taste boys. like... Uh, Sour apple gum. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do two more, and then you can take a break. This is, <laughs> no. This is one each. No, no, no. I need a break now. Dewey's Nuts versus the Bullfrog in this bet. I said, hey, Ezekiel Elliott's the man. Uh, he's going to finish top ten running back. You, sir, Bullfrog, said no. Guess what? <laughs> we had a long discussion about this next bet last week. Wait, you remember this talk? Yeah, it still wasn't that bad of a pick. I mean, Alex Collins, you even had, and I sat his ass. And both of you, fucking both of you gave me a ton of shit for my take on Jordan Howard versus Miami Dolphins. Yeah, again, I don't think it was a ton bad. of shit. It wasn't that bad of a Howard should have had a good week. I said he should have put in a touchdown. He fumbled the ball. Maggie should have been a fucking hell of a lot smarter of a coach to figure it out. Start running the ball when your defense can't stop them. They were up by what two scores? In the second half, and he couldn't figure it out. Bad coaching, that's what I would yeah, say. He trusts Trubisky. That's all it takes to be a bad coach. Oh, are you just now taking that Zeke shot? There it is. Um, anyway, so you took Howard. I took Alex Collins straight up. Alex Collins had a nice little day to Jordan Howard's not-so-nice little day. So you go ahead and take a shot there, too. <laughs> God. Almighty. We're almost there. No, we're not. We're half. This is great fun for me. I mean, I'm sober, so I'm going to take a shot with you guys here. All right, so uh, Dewey's Nuts chose Joe Flacco as a streaming option last week, which didn't really work out for me as a streaming option, but the two of you took, each picked a guy that you thought was going to do better. <sighs> for Wiz, it was David, not David, but Derek Carr. <laughs> for Bull- Bullfrog, it was Baker Mayfield. Neither of them beat out Flacco, which means both of you get to take a shot. Heaven. Are you taking one? You I said, already did. What are you... Come on, that's what you're doing. Do some camera. I think it was like two points between Baker and Flacco. Yeah, they were close. It is what I it is. I think they were next to next, neck and neck it here is what in fantasy it is. scoring. But one of them was on the top of the other. Yeah, David Carr was close too. <laughs> <laughs> close to the shitter. Drink and then fill your cups up again. There it All right, is. as I was hey. saying... I took Andrew Luck against both the Big Wiz and Bullfrog, <laughs> who liked Baker Mayfield in, quote, a better matchup. So you guys can, uh, I don't even see anything in your shot glass yet there, Wiz. Yeah, it and because there's not anything in it, and thank God. You have a lot of lot to choose from over here. we got a full Finish stock off that bar. Capitan, nice and smooth. I don't know what I can do. I'm like eight shots into this shit. No, this is number six for me, buddy. It's not inflated. Still got one more after this. You? This isn't my sixth. Yeah, you also have one. I'm right, right there with you. We, we, another one we both still. have seven. We both God. have seven. All right. Uh, so, 
if you listen to the Tuesday night shows, <laughs> fine. If you listen to the Tuesday night shows, Bullfrog and I both predict what we think the right. end score of si- the right. Thursday night game is going to luck be. Shot? Luck shot. I'm not. I think I had that was wrong. By the way, hmm? you feel was pretty damn good. They were not nearly as good as luck. No. <clears throat> luck is top touchdown. Um, four interceptions. So for some three, three. unfucking fathomable reason, one more. Bullfrog picked the Arizona Cardinals at home. Yes, to beat the Denver Broncos. The Denver Bronco defense scored more points than the Arizona Cardinals' whole team. Yeah, good for you. So I win that one. You get to take a shot. And lastly, here's our newest shot varietal. It's the Would You Rather game. Bullfrog said, hey, let's keep track of this. Yeah, you're let's supposed make to keep track something. of week one when I whoop the shit out of Spe- the Big Wiz. Speaking of whoop the shit out of the Big Wiz, we each picked uh, on the fly, hadn't seen the names, who we liked Better than the other. I ended up at about 78% accurate. Big Wiz, 44% accurate. That's not even close. So take that shot. You took your shot? Nope, this is my last one. Thursday night, and then we can move on with the show and get some entertainment going, boys! Seven deep, ladies and gentlemen. Seven deep. How many did Dwayne take? Dwee's nuts take. Zero. One for just for being a good Take a friend. shot for being a friend. One for being a friend. I'll take another one for being a friend. Here, yeah. I'll drink this one with you guys. Oh, yeah, you are. For some green fucking... Sour pucker apple. Should have done blue, so we could add a little rainbow action here. We should have a rainbow. should have okay. done blue. The blue's good. Cheers. Hey, yeah, uh, here's to the show. How many bets tonight? We're going to stay low on those. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Big boy can't get it up? <laughs> So we do have a show for you guys today where we're going to pick some guys just like before. Maybe make some bets because those are fun, aren't they, boys? Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Uh, Can't Get It Up comes first. Studs that we think you could either sit or just temper those expectations this week. Let's start at the running back position. Here's a name we haven't... I don't think we've said this name on the show since the season began. That's Christian McCaffrey. I think CMC has a tough time this week playing against Philadelphia Eagles. They've only given up two touchdowns, two running backs. That is on the ground or through the air. Uh, only one rusher has gone over 45 yards against this Philadelphia defense. There's only been two double-digit fantasy days for running backs. That was uh, Saquon Barkley and Deion Lewis. Two backs with more than 26 receiving yards on the season, so they really shut you down on the ground. But more importantly for CMC, they shut running backs down through the air. Those, those linebackers cover really well. CMC has topped 100 combined yards in only two weeks on the season, so he's not producing like we had hoped he would, even though he's been getting the volume. And he's only got one touchdown on the season. So all that combines to say, look, CMC is not going to be the running back two that you kind of expected from him this week. Uh, Maybe relegated to the flex position. I don't see anybody benching CMC, but I I say temper. You guys got a back you want to throw in here? I have no running backs this week. Okay. Okay. Oh, you don't either. All right, I was I was a little bit on the CMC the CNC wagon, but I let you take him. See what happens. Appreciate that. James White's the other guy that I got here. Wiz is going to argue, and we're going to make a bet on this in a minute. But um, I don't think James White against the the Bears is going to have that big of a game. Seventy percent of his yards and eighty percent of his touchdowns are through the air. The Bears just don't give up much to backs through the air. Only one running back on the season has had more than 22 yards receiving against the Bears, and that was David Johnson. Uh, uh, 
David Johnson is a better receiving running back than James White, even though he's good. Um, only one running back has scored a touchdown at all against the Bears. That was through the air. This year, it was through the air, none on the ground. Uh, yes, Gore gashed him for 100-plus last week. I don't know that there's going to be any repeated value there, but if if you have to pick a running back from the Patriots this week against the Bears, to me it's got to be Michelle because why James White's role has been shut down every week, and the Bears finally gave up up-the-middle runs, off-tackle runs, Last week to Frank Gore, that's Sony Michelle's yeah, role. Are you writing a hot hand here, saying that because of what you saw, no, ageless I'm, Frank Gore? I'm right. I, here's the hand I'm writing. I'm writing the Bill Belichick hand, who says I know that the James White role is not successful on this team, so we're going to do something different. I think James White is a decent start as a flex this week. Why are they going to waste their time? I think they're going to dink the and dunk. I would tell strength. you this. I think James White will have a better game than Sony Michelle. Oh. Do you now? <laughs> I do. I don't think either of them are going to have a good game, but... It's a bit. Yay! Yeah, I'll take that one. Write it down. You want, you want, to, you want to jump in on either side of this, Bullfrog? You're too Bullfrog. drunk to make any more bets. Bullfrog's being quiet today. I don't blame him. I'm letting you guys roll on. Oh, you <sighs> pussy. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Alright, so let's move off the running back position since nobody else has one. Let me give you a wide receiver. Once again, two weeks in a row, I'm picking DeAndre Hopkins. Playing against the Jacksonville defense. You said their defense has fallen off right now. I don't believe that's true. They're still the stingiest against wide receivers for fantasy points. Four wide receiver touchdowns have been scored on the entire year against this defense, but only two guys have scored them. Two touchdowns went to Hogan in Week 2. Two touchdowns went to Beasley in Week 6. Uh, they're they're real good against the wide receiver position. Only three receivers have went for over 66 yards on the season against them, and only one of those guys was a wide receiver one on their team. Okay, so we know we know that Ramsey is good. He's probably going to be playing against Hopkins, Hopkins the majority of this game. Boye is going to get in there as well. They are the number five and six cornerbacks in the league so far this season. Wide receiver ones don't get it done against this team. ODB did in week one, but that's it. I just think this is a, if Hopkins is going to be slowed down again this year after last week, this this is the game, and I think I think finally I'm going to get a point for it. I think you're right in this one, and I'll piggyback on this one. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. Hopkins is a phenomenal receiver, but Watson's playing through a chest injury. He's got a cracked rib and a collapsed lung a couple weeks ago from the Bills. Uh, he's been sacked 25 times. Jacksonville is the number one pass, number one defense against passing yards, and number one against giving up passing TDs at five. As the QBR adjusted defense, he is, Watson's actually the number 15 overall quarterback. I expect the Jacksonville defense will show up this week, and everything will be quiet on the Houston front. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I like everything you guys are saying. Uh, <clears throat> the only thing for me is that if I'm a seasonal owner of Hopkins, obviously you're playing him because I still think he gets the opportunity and the volume. Uh, last year he scored in both games against the Jaguars. Um, yeah, you're definitely playing him. This is a temper right. your expectation. You can never sit right. DeAndre. Yeah, you're never I sitting Hopkins. I might even play right. him on his bye week. I mean, last year. Uh, actually, I would say you, you Hopkins, you play. Watson, you 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 look for better options. Correct. I would agree with that. Last year, let's see, what did Watson do against the Jags here? Last year was 7 for 55 in a touch and 4 for 80 in a touch against Hopkins. the Jags. Hopkins. Yeah. 
So I mean, again, those aren't huge games, but yeah, they're they're solid games. But yeah, if you take away the touchdown, that's, that's a that's a bust for the week for sure. It's 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 a touchdown, or, or it's going to be a super fucking disappointing game for him this week because I think he ends right around 50, 40, 50. Yards. But yeah, Wiz. I mean, I have uh, I also have Deshaun Watson as a as one of my can't get it up guys. As you mentioned, he's beat up facing the Jags on the road. But you got another quarterback in here. Oh, I do got another quarterback. Because uh, this one hasn't bitten you in the ass before. <laughs> you just keep you keep jumping on that pony until you get it right. Isn't that, isn't that the motto? Eventually, <laughs> eventually it's going to fucking happen. One of these weeks. Andrew Luck versus the Bills. Motherfuckers. Are they ever going to try to work that ground game? I don't know. They don't have, haven't had one since he's know. been there. Marlon Mack is back. But uh, I'm going to the Andrew Luck as a bust. He is currently... What is he... The number, the number. He's the number seven quarterback. He's the ranked number seven for the week, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got to finish outside the top twelve in my eyes. Um, Tre'Davious White's gonna lock down Ty Hilton. Not gonna take that bet. You take that bet? What do you say about finishing <laughs> outside the top twelve? It's a bet. How about top ten? No, twelve. Well, what's the rule on this? What's the rule on can't get it up on the quarterback rule? What do you mean? How do we play that? They have to be ranked inside the top 10 or top 12? 12. Whatever. Is that taken? Yeah, I'm taking Done! Lock it in, motherfucker. Locked in. But yeah, I mean, yeah, eventually it's going to have to get to a low scoring. The Bills have done a good job against opposing uh, quarterbacks. Uh, A couple stats here about the Bills. They're the the number seven scoring fantasy defense, which doesn't mean much for anybody, but they do lead the league in forced fumbles, and we all know Andrew Luck is a little turnover prone. Uh, they're third in sacks. Andrew Luck's offensive Ooh, line, is line is beat up. not the best offensive line in the world. So eventually, one of these weeks, you would think as a coach, you know, if we can maintain a lead, which maybe the Colts just aren't good enough to maintain a lead versus anybody, so they are going to throw 50 times, but if there were a week where they could maintain a lead and use that running game a little bit, to try to keep Luck on his feet, to try to keep Luck healthy, to try to keep him at, you know, alive for the rest of the season. This would be the week Let me tell where you, he doesn't have to throw 50 fucking times. Let me tell you why you're going to lose. Tell me, please. <laughs> okay. The fact of the matter is he gets too many option, too many opportunities and he continues to throw the ball. And you're right. He throws the he turns the ball over all the time. I mean, he averages what, I don't know, 200 seconds a game, but they keep throwing the fucking ball. They don't stop. There's a reason he gets 200 he's a whole game ahead of the next closest now, option. Let me tell you why you're going to lose. Dwayne Nuts is the man. Done. All right, you got any wide receivers for us, guys? I think I see that you do. Yeah, I think Julio is an interesting, our boy Julio Jones, against the Giants, which you would think is a very intriguing matchup. I think he's going to, you should manage your expectations in this one, temper him, right? Uh, he's going up against Janoris Jenkins this week. The Giants actually have surprisingly only given up four receiving TDs, okay? Which is second in the NFL. Um, there's easier matchups for Matt Ryan to exploit. One is the, the Nickelback Webb against Ridley or Sanu, who is ever healthy. Also, Austin Hooper's been there, and we talked about the two running backs. I just think Julio is not going to get done this week. All right, I got two wide receivers for you. I've got Michael Thomas on the road where we know Drew Brees does not perform quite as well, against Baltimore, who's the second best defense against wide receivers, giving up only uh, 135 yards to opponent wide receivers per game. 135. 
uh, and Jimmy Smith back in action. That's combined for all the receivers. All the receivers per yeah. game, 135 yards. Yeah, you hit this one on the head. It's a really good pick. And then I also got T.Y. Hilton, uh, first game back. Andrew Luck has yet to be really effective with the deep ball, which we know T.Y. is excellent at. And again, you get that favorite Tredavious White matchup, who's only given up about 160, 170 yards and a touch on the season to the wide receivers that he's covering. And Hilton also came back and said, I'm probably not 100%. Did he? I'm probably only 90-some percent, but that's better than most people. I don't think it's good enough for to, for him to beat Travis White, though. Uh, not bad picks. Not bad picks all Well, some bad picks all around there, but... <laughs> that's right. We didn't make nearly as many bets. All right, let's do the next thing. Hide your kids. The boys are flex-trafficking again. Less is more, Bullfrog. Here's some flex trafficking guys for you. Let's start at the running back position. Here's who I like a lot this week. on Johnson. I said a minute ago that Theo Riddick will likely sit. No, no, he's out. He is going to sit this week. That forces on Johnson into the pass-catching role, along with the carries that he's been getting, which have been mediocre at best. But that Theo Riddick pass-catching role is significant on the team and as I said last week the Miami Dolphins are beatable by running backs through the air Cohen went for 90 against them last week I don't expect on Johnson to have 90 yards receiving but I expect him to do just fine through the air maybe 45 yards through the air maybe run for another 50 yards or so probably score a touchdown I think he's going to be just fine he's had an increase in targets lately anyway uh Two targets per game in the first three. He's gone up to four targets per game in the last two. Without Theo Riddick here, look that number to be more like seven or eight targets in this game against a beatable linebacker core for the Dolphins. And and Carrion Johnson has has something of a of a coming out party here without Theo Riddick. Well, this is a this is a really good pick. You're at, I think you're looking at close to fifteen touches to be honest. With you. Mm, more between than the two, yeah. Yeah, I mean between receptions and Carrion should have twenty. He should, I, but I mean, yeah. like, if that's your flex option, that's a great fucking mm-hmm. pick. No, I'm I'm all in on carry on. He's on my list. So, Dweez nuts, if you win that one, fuck yeah, I win that one too. All right. <laughs> Just do what Dweez nuts does, and you're bound gonna, to win. Exactly. Something. I've got one more running back. Let me hit him before you guys jump in. Uh, this is Duke Johnson. Okay, another situation where one of the running backs ahead of him is gone. That's Carlos Hyde. We talked about it a lot earlier. Now Duke Johnson and Nick Chubb are going to step in and find a way to split this work. Tampa Bay has given up more yards through the air to running backs than on the ground to running backs. 331 yards through the air to running backs. 253 on the ground to running backs through the season so far. Nick Chubb has one target on the year, he's not going to get any of those looks. Duke Johnson's going to continue to get them all. He's also going to get some carries. Yes, we expect Chubb to get the bulk of the work, but look at that carry number to bump a little bit. Duke Johnson's yards per carry on the year, 5.8. You can't not give him the ball when Carlos Hyde's out. Uh, Not to mention, like I said earlier, 19-16, to Duke has out-carried Chubb on the ground. I don't think either is ready to have that 25-carry workload that Hyde have, so those are going to split up. I said it earlier, look for a 12-9 to split in favor of Chubb. Giving Duke Johnson nine carries is going to be awesome on top of his 9-10 targets through the air. He's going to have a great game. 
Yeah, I'll jump in and tell you why I think uh, Chubb's a really good option here. Um, it's not so much, I mean, Chubb's, I mean, what, he had three carries the other day or two weeks ago with, with two touchdowns. It's more about who he's playing. Um, he's playing the, 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 I think it's the second most porous defense in the game right now, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tampa's allowed running backs to score multiple TDs in three of their last five games, and their running backs have scored four out of five games. Um, the Browns are averaging 4.6 yards per carry, eight rushing TDs, which is three overall, um, and they're fifth overall in rushing yards. I just think it's a really good opportunity for Chubb, who they're both going to get the opportunity, but Chubb's going to get the red zone carries. Yeah, the only the only way Chubb outscores Duke Johnson for me is if he scores multiple touchdowns this week. Do you want to bet straight up? I'll take Duke. You take Chubb. Fantasy points. Yeah, I could make this bet, <clears throat> but I mean, I think I will. But at some point, I need to stop making bets. Yay! My... You just gotta win. You don't have to stop making them. You just have you to might win have them. to drive. <laughs> yeah. after, that might be the important part. Uh, running backs, I got two for you guys. I agree with your Chubb and your Duke picks and your carry on Johnson. I'm in. I'm in on those guys. Good pick. I'm gonna just, throw in. Just copying all of my. Yeah, fuck it. Or she just. If you guys are right, my... I'm right. If you're wrong, I'm wrong. So I can't, <laughs> can't fucking lose. Well, all of a sudden now you want any more responsibility? You have shots <laughs> yeah, one week, and all of a sudden you have no responsibility. I'm done with it. But I'm gonna throw Ito, Ito Smith Monday night game. Uh. Yeah, I think he's going to be a better option for you than even Tevin Coleman this week, if anybody wants to throw that bet. Me and Wiz did the season long, but I would go in a week one as well. Last week, uh, Ito out-touched Coleman 13-11, to uh, while Coleman logged 50% snap rate to Smith's 46%. Uh, but I think that Ito takes more of the early down work from Tevin Coleman. The Giants have allowed 100-yard rushing gains in five of the last six, and they've allowed eight touchdowns to running backs on the opposing team. So I think Edo Smith has a good week this week. And I'm also going to go with Peyton Barber, uh, which, again, I think is going to be a high-scoring game against the Browns. The Browns' run defense is a little better than their last few opponents, or at least last week's anyway. But uh, I think Barber's the man for Tampa Bay right now. Uh, we all know about Ronald Jones. Um yeah, he's his parking spot's right next to the uh, trash barrel and porta potty that sits in the parking lot. So uh, I think Barber has another solid week and another high-scoring game. Let's move on off the running back position. Let's look at some wide receivers that we like for your flex because there are a lot of them this week that I think are set up to play well. I'm going to repeat last week's call of Taylor Gabriel. For a good chunk of the week, it looked like Allen Robinson wasn't going to play or, or was going to be at least limited. He is back in the game now, but you got to imagine he's only practiced one day on the week. Maybe he's a little bit less than full strength. Uh, and if he's a little bit less than full speed, he's not open. Maybe Allen Robinson comes in as a decoy, pulls some safety coverage. Taylor Gabriel gets it going. Last week we saw what Tyreek Hill did to the New England Patriots defense. I understand that Tyreek Hill is the fastest man. In America, he had uh, his. I think his fastest time recorded on the on the field this year was twenty one point nine miles per hour. That's number one. He was also number two and number six and number twelve, right? But look, Taylor Gabriel's pretty goddamn fast himself. His fastest play recorded on the year was twenty one point three. Nice. That's pretty damn quick. What I'm what I'm trying to say is this: Taylor Gabriel's fast. Tyreek Hill is fast. Tyreek Hill last week burned 
the Patriots deep all day. Taylor Gabriel last week went deep and deep and deep. Expect that to happen again. And if they allow Trubisky to throw it deep, I think Gabriel has another really big game with lots of yards. New England's given up 15 receiving touchdowns on the year. That's second to the awful Tampa Bay defense and the awful Atlanta defense, who only gave up 16. That was a surprising number to me. New England's been giving it up to receivers, and Gabriel is is the, the target monster on this Question team. for you on this one. Where's Anthony Miller fitting on, on that offense? Anthony Miller had four targets last week, okay. and they were all middling six-yard targets. So I think Gabriel's kind of a, a new role as the maybe number one option there. He, I don't know that he's the number one option, but he went from being that short underneath option. That that role has been taken over by Anthony Miller, yep. and he's now the, on occasion, short, but he's a deep guy. Okay. And I like that. I like that role because Trubisky's not that. He's, he's pretty accurate on the deep ball. It's good for the Bears. If we can get it going deep. Will the real Mitch Trubisky please stand up? He's a piece of shit. That's the real fucking is he Mitch ever gonna real? Is the real Mitch ever going to stand up and lay an egg? Who's Who's got one for me? Yeah, when he lost here. fucking last week. Is what is, all right. I'll give you a Jermaine curse for the Jets going up against the Vikings this week. Um... This is, a, 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 I feel like a deep pick, but I, I think it's a good option here. There's no Quincy Inunue, Pryor's hurts. I think last week he had, Gotta he had 10 targets. Um, Rhodes will very likely match against Robbie Anderson on the outside. Oh, yes. That puts, um, Curse against, which would be their nickelback, and they just placed their, which was their starting nickelback, Mike Hughes, on the IR. Curse is a very good option to get 10, 12 targets again, and that's a very lot, lot of value here that he could give you points. Well, I want to say, so like I mentioned in the Tuesday show, that Curse was maybe my favorite pickup of the week in the waiver wire, and I think he's going to be good for a lot of weeks coming here because he's a good receiver. He was already taking a noon ways work over. This is a great matchup. Like you said, I love that call. I think Jermaine Curse is a great play this week. Yeah, it's kind of like one of your next picks coming up for the fucking goddamn Ravens, John Brown. Oh, well, I'll do that then. John Brown I've got here as uh, as one of my flex guys. Went too far on my notes. Hang on. The Saints suck at pass coverage. <laughs> Third most passing yards given up per game by the Saints defense. Again, only Tampa Bay and Kansas City have given up more, and we know that you play everybody against those two. Uh, the Saints are in the same league. John Brown has led the team in receiving yards in exactly half of the games this year, three out of six. We know that all three of those guys, Crabtree, Sneed, and John Brown, are all getting a lot of work. Uh, I think Brown's going to get the targets this week. He's going to get the yardage this week. I don't know that he necessarily scores a touchdown, but I think he's going to be plenty flex-worthy based on catch number and and yards downfield against just a really bad Saints defensive backfield. They only have one shot on corner, and he's not going to go against John Brown. He'll be on Michael Crabtree. Yeah. Well, and then that's a good point because uh, I think according to kind of what uh, Lattimore does, it's he's not really predictable as far as what side he's going to play or who he's going to go with. So it could be kind of a mixed bag between the two of those guys. So I think, I think Brown will still get some opportunities with Lattimore not covering him, which is good. Uh, but I also think – you know, Willie Snead's going to get some looks because of some of that coverage by Lattimore. Uh, Willie Snead's targets have been going up. I think he had 10 last week. And again, which I don't think is going to be a real shootout, but I do think both teams will score uh, maybe mid to high 20s. 
So there's going to be some scoring there. Uh, I think Snead could be a decent flex play for you. Let's not forget what Wiz said earlier in the episode. That, Just going to state this. That Flacco was... Number what? two. Number three. Area? Number two in targets. Or pass attempts. He is yeah. throwing it He's all it. over the place. And I, I think they are number three or, or high again in, in passes over 20 yards. And just just like the uh, Wiz call a minute ago, Willie Sneed was another one of my waiver wire pickup guys this week because, yeah, that's a game where I want a lot of the pieces against that New Orleans Saints shitty D. So Sneed's good. John Brown's good. I'd play both of them if I had them. Uh, I'll also just hit on Gabriel because you already talked about him. Yeah, I'm in on Gabriel this week. But still waiting for Trubisky to lay an egg and uh, just to ruin that entire Bears offense. It's going to happen eventually. My other two wide receivers, real quick, for flex is going to be, uh, we already mentioned him, Sammy Watkins. I just got that feeling that this is going to be a week for him where uh, he does some damage. This is the week he comes out? Yeah. Because Tyreek Hill is usually about an every three-week kind of guy. He'll go for two or three, and then he'll take a couple weeks off, or he'll be middling in the low range. That's a good note. So Sammy Watkins, I think, is going to be due for, you know, a score at least, maybe close to 100 yards. I think... Andy Reid's the type of guy that likes to get his weapons involved. You don't want to leave a guy like Watkins' uh, confidence low for too long. You want all those guys to get a little piece of this. He had a nice weekend week of the three. Pie. It's time for him to come on. Exactly. Again. I like that call. Uh, and then Chester Rogers, real fast. Again, just not as a not as a big game guy, but just as a flex option because, again, T.Y. is going to be getting covered by Tredavious. And as you guys mentioned, Luck's still going to throw the ball. Enough to get some targets available for to 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 Chester Rogers, uh, so I think he's still a flex option for you. We talked about it last week. He's locked up that wide receiver two role, so he's yeah. still going to stay on the field, which is huge in a fifty-five passing attempts per game team. I like Mike Williams this week. Mike Williams has had a few down weeks in a row here. It's kind of this: is it going to be Mike or Tyrell Williams playing on this team? It's Mike's turn, as far as I'm concerned. He's going to draw coverage from Malcolm Butler, who is. Bad this year. 63rd best cornerback in the league right now. I expect the Chargers to score a shit ton of points this week and expose the Tennessee defense where they haven't been exposed really uh, yet on the season. Williams is going to find his way back into the end zone for sure after a drought for the last three weeks. Um, I would be willing to bet that Mike Williams scores a touchdown if anybody wants a piece of that. I'll take that. There we go. Yay! Hit us. We got any more receivers? Or are we done with those? It looks like we're done with those. All right. You know what comes next? Let's do some. Now that's a stream. All right, streamers. Quarterback is the first position that we stream. Last week I picked Flacco, and he ended, I don't know, quarterback 18. It was just just enough to win me my bets, but not nearly enough to win me the point as a streamer. But I'm going to pick him again. As I mentioned earlier, when we talked about Snead and John Brown, the Saints suck. Flacco has the second most pass attempts on the season. This is a game. This is one of those, like, if you can't do it now, you can't do whatever situations for Joe Flacco. I've got him rolling as my streamer quarterback. I actually agree this is a great pick. Um, yes! Good option. I'm going to go a little bit different. I, I want to remind people not to forget about Jared Goff. Um, weeks 1 through 4, he was number 4 quarterback overall, and then he put up a, I think put 14 in week 5, and then 6 last week, so terrible. But this week, he's going against San Fran, who gives up, I want to say, the number 4 in points to over all two quarterbacks. Rodgers went for 400 yards and 2 TDs. Rivers is thrown over 3 TDs. It's a good option this week. Don't forget about him. 
I got three. I got three. Uh, Hit us. Flacco. Baker time, baby. It's fucking Baker. Baker How many times just got to bite down it's on your balls It's that same philosophy as Andrew pants. Luck. Eventually, I'm going to get it right. I'll just keep going until it happens. I mean, this is it. If this if this isn't the week for Baker, I'm done with him. This is it. Against Tampa Bay. Well, this is ta- fucking it. Is Tampa Bay. If this is not the week Baker can have multiple touchdowns and 300 yards, then I'm fucking done with Baker Mayfield. Multiple <laughs> touchdowns and 300 yards. Absolutely. Big expectations this week. Throw that bet out there. It's a bet. Thank you. Oh, wait, Wiz, are you going to play? No. Double you don't want to double dip him? No. Double penetrate. Second op- shit. Let's second go. opportunity. So, multiple touchdowns and 300 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> his receivers can't catch. Yeah. Again, it's bound to happen eventually. eventually. Landry Callaway's going to fucking catch a ball. Callaway did one like of these 10 years. targets last game. He just has to catch Five drops a game. Yeah. Eli Manning. <laughs> Same principle. Fucking A. He's got Odell back. Ingram's back. It's uh, is it the Monday night game? They or just Sunday signed night Corey game? Coleman, so I think there's it's a the weapon. Monday night game against Atlanta again. If you listen to this show, fucking Atlanta sucks, donkey dick. They can't stop a team. If Eli can't get it done this week, I'm fucking done with him and Odell. I'm gonna cut his ass. Odell Beckham, Woo! you get fucking cut if you don't score a touchdown. <laughs> so this I'll week. trade. I'll trade you for him. Don't cut bitch. him. <laughs> Odell Beckham's gonna score two, maybe one. He better score. I'm gonna be pissed. So yeah, those are my streamers. Okay, all right, three of them. I promise never to pick Eli again. But you know, not a t- <laughs> if you're gonna. This might be the if, week again. If you're gonna, this might be that week that you have to. Let's look at tight ends. Um, I've got CJ Uzama. I've picked him a couple of times a few weeks back. Look, Kansas City has given up at least nine and a half fantasy points four times on the year to tight ends. If I could get nine and a half from a streaming tight end, I like it a lot. Uzama had seven targets last week. Each of the last two weeks since Eifert's got been out, he's had 92% of the snap share. This just feels like a situation where once Uzama really starts to click on that offense with Andy Dalton, he's going to be a stud for a while, and uh, I'm going to keep rolling him out there as my streamer. Good pick. I think the other one I I like here is O.J. Howard going against the Browns. Again, they just fucking hemorrhage points. Um, Through his six weeks... Where he was healthy, I think he topped 50 yards in, in his four healthy games. He had two TDs, and the Bucks are passing the ball at the seventh highest rate in the league. It's a good option here with OJ Howard. Boom, boom. I got one for you. It's not on the board, but I'm going to throw a deep fucking flex, a deep streamer tight end out here. Oh. Charles Clay. That's not that deep. I love Charles Clay. Charles Clay's available. Yeah, he's available in every league. Derek Anderson's starting. I think the passing volume is going to go up. It's better than as Peterman. As catchable balls. It's better than Peterman. And if you're going to look for somebody on that receiving core, God, you got to think Clay's probably your best option. I like Clay. Outside of McCoy. Mm-hmm. Clay and McCoy might get an uptick in usage. If you had to choose who's your mama or Clay, who would you pick? Who's your mama? That's against a, the Chiefs. Well, Howard or Clay? Ugh. Howard, that's a tough one. There's a lot of options there. Brate can show I'll up. I'll bet you that one. Howard over Clay? Ugh, that's a pretty deep bet for me, but <laughs> fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> Can't lose them all Yay! again, can I? <laughs> I like it, guys. Now we're getting into it. Waking up a little bit. All right, let's look, let's look at defenses. I like the Detroit Lions defense this week playing against the Miami Dolphins in Detroit. Should be real cold. 
Cold place to play for Miami. It's going to snow here in Michigan Saturday and Sunday to slow down that game. Tannehill's still out, which, look, after last week, Osweiler looks like a better quarterback than Tannehill anyway. Uh, I like the Detroit Lions defense, who has come to play and shown up more often than uh, expected so far this year on on a, a pretty fucking easy week. That's all you got? That's it, baby. It's defenses. Gives a shit. Uh, I'll take I'll take the Bills. Streaming defense, the Bills against Mr. Andrew Luck. Again, when when do you were def- going all in on that when Luck having a bad week? Defenses have the most opportunity to score points Sacks when the opponent team is doing what? Running or passing? Passing. Passing. Ding ding ding. <laughs> the Bills are number three in sacks in the NFL with nineteen on the season, only behind the Bears and Ravens, I think. Uh, they lead the NFL in forced fumbles and fumble recoveries. They're the seventh highest scoring fantasy defense somehow. I, I mean, I just think again, because of opportunity, the Bills would be a solid streaming defense. Andrew Luck is turnover prone. Everybody knows that. Look, you're going to have to get your defensive points here from turnovers, like you said, sacks, because Luck's going to put up 49 against them. No, they're not gonna. They're gonna keep it under thirty. For sure. I'm gonna take the Colts in this one, folks. Um, Same game. They're playing the Bills. Colts was easy. Allen's one. out. Peterman's benched, and they're on their number third quarterback called Anderson, who hasn't done anything in four years. Um, <laughs> it's a good. Op- I mean, there, there's the high likelihood he's gonna have at least a few turnovers. Yeah. Um and and I think they have a solid pass rush in their top half and in getting sacks likely to win. I would say better matchup for the Colts, but the better defense yeah. is the Bills. Agreed. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, that feels like a bet. That doesn't feel like a bet to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not no, gonna bet okay. on the Bills and Colts. Yeah, I know it would have been a lot of fun. All right, you know what time it is. Wiz and I are both gonna disappear this time, and one of us might. Uh, one of us. One of us might come before we get back. <laughs> Daily Deep Throat. I'm not sure what I meant by that, but... Uh, again, guys, this is a pretty big list I'm going to give you today because there's still a lot of work to be done between now and kickoff at 1 o'clock. Quite honestly, a lot of the good teams and matchups and plays are either Sunday morning in London, Sunday night with the Chiefs and Bengals, or Monday night with the Giants and Falcons. So that right there wiped out a lot if you're playing the main slate only which I usually play. But here's my quarterbacks I like this week. Goff at 8,300. Cousins at 8,000. Baker at 7,100. And Flacco at 7,500. Again, these are all guys we've talked about other than Cousins uh, this evening. Uh, running backs, God, I, I feel that it's it's almost impossible to fade Gurley at this point until he tells us a reason to fade him otherwise. It's for multiple touchdowns. Um, I like Zeke this week. Again, if you want to go with your stud running backs, that's really been the strategy so far this season is those stud running backs have just been killing it. Gordon, Gurley, and Kamara for those first few weeks, obviously outside of the last week with Kamara, if you got as much shares of those guys as possible, you were winning money. As far as the lower level running backs that I'm going to get at least one of these guys in is going to be Carrion Johnson, who we mentioned, Peyton Barber, who we mentioned, Duke Johnson, Nick Chubb, maybe Latavius Murray, and maybe some Tariq Cohen. Those are the guys I'm targeting. Those are probably going to be the only guys that I pick off the list from. Wide receivers. Here's my list of guys that I got to work down. Robert Woods, Cooks, 
Thielen, Diggs, Gabriel, John Brown, Sneed. I think Golden Tate's in a great spot. Again, Xavier Howard is going to be matched up with either Marvin Jones or Galladay. I think uh, I think Golden Tate's in a great spot. Tate leads the team in targets with 33 yards with 431. Uh, he's a 73%, 73% in the slot. He's going to avoid Xavier Howard just about every single play. That means he's going to be covering Marvin Jones and Galladay on the outside. So I think the best bet is your top receiver, avoiding the top corner with Tate if you're going to pick a Lions receiver. Maybe this is the week Callaway can catch a long bomb. Maybe this is the week Zay Jones. Again, that's putting a lot of hope, a lot of hope into Derek Anderson, so probably will avoid that option. But uh, Tight ends. Zach Ertz is your number one guy by far, so if you're going to pay up, that's the one. Njoku's been getting double-digit targets the last two weeks. And again, Cleveland's in a great spot against Tampa. So he's definitely someone I'm going to be looking at. Uh, And Trey Burton and George Kittle are my other two. Kittle's due for a bounce-back week. Rams are giving up lots of yards and touchdowns to the tight end position. And you know they're going to be trailing and having to throw. And last week, old Bethard was chucking it like a motherfucker against the pack. And the four defenses that I'm probably going to pick from will be Minnesota, Jacksonville, Colts, and Buffalo. So guys, do some research on those guys. But those are going to be my top ones that I'm going to plug in. Just got to figure out how to fit the guys in that I want come Sunday morning. Would you rather? Eli versus Hotlanta or Sam Darnold versus Minnesota? Eli, easy. Eli. Mitchell versus New England or Carson versus Carolina? Carson Wentz. I'll take Mitch. The bitch. Oh. <laughs> Terrible decision. Nice! Carry on versus Miami or Clementine versus Carolina? Carry, Carry on. on. Joe Mixon versus Chiefs or Kareem Hunt versus Bengals? Kareem Hunt. I'll take Joe. Because I got him. Jordan Howard versus New England or Frank Gore versus Detroit? <laughs> Ugh, neither. Yeah, okay. you got, unlike give, most games, you have to choose something here. Give me yes. Gore. Yeah, Gore. Oh. Yucky. I lost all love for Howard after last week. Crabtree versus the Saints or Shepard versus Atlanta? Shepard. Come on, we talk about Flacco. Take, I'm going to take Crabtree. All right. Yeah, even though he's going to be facing Lattimore a lot of the time, I'm taking Crabtree. We Not all the time. He's going to bounce around a lot. Keenan Allen against Tennessee or Michael Thomas versus the Ravens? Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, Mike's one of my can't get it up, so I gotta go Keenan mm. Allen. Watkins versus the Bengals or Allen Robinson versus New England? Watkins. Because Allen Robinson's banged up, I don't know how he's playing. I'm gonna go with Watkins as well. Okay, Although Watkins. if he was if he was if I knew he was full health and full go, I'd pick him because the Patriots are very beatable in the air. Last but not least, Mike Williams versus Tennessee or Sterling Shepard versus Atlanta. You know who you got to take. I got to take Mike Williams <laughs> as one of my one of my flex guys. Well, if I took Shepard over Krabs, I got to take Shepard over fucking Mike. That's what you do. There we go. Who you got? For the first time in our Survivor Pick'em on the year so far, two of us have picked the same team. And would you believe that the team we doubled up on was the Indianapolis Colts? Bullfrog, you've got the Chargers. I would love to pick the chart. There's a handful of teams that I feel like they're sure wins, but I've picked them all already. So give me the Colts, who not a team that I would feel confident picking that often. But, yeah, I'm taking this. I mean, yeah, the Rams 
But again, they're on the road. But a lot of people have already used up the Rams. Uh, the Chiefs Jesus are a top favorite. But again, that's probably a decent pick. But the Bengals are a decent team, so that's not as a give. It's not as a layup as possible. Atlanta, you think that's a give me? I do. Fuck no, they're trash. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Eagles, they're not a gimme. The Panthers nope. could show up and beat yeah, them. Yeah, I didn't want anything to do with uh, that game. Again, I don't even think the Colts are a gimme at seven and a half point spread. I don't think they're a gimme. Bullfrog, I'm going to stop you right there because we're we just, just crossed a two hour, <laughs> and I don't oh, have shit. all day to cut this yes, down. Yes, you do. So because my wife hates me enough, you know she cut me off in the sexiest goddamn dress that she owns, and it really pissed me off. And this Saturday, if I not was her. I would, I would wear that dress every time you're fucking. Uh, God every God time that you're, we you would never hear another song. episode of the show again. <laughs> Guys, go fuck off so that I can maybe get late again sometime in this life. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.